Welcome to the Preaching Persuade podcast. My name is Sam Parada, and as always, I'm here with Dan Rudman. We haven't done a podcast in a while. Man, life's been busy over the, I don't know, the fall, late fall. It was hunting season. Things just happened in our lives. Then you got Christmas and the holidays, and now we feel like we're kind of getting back into the swing of things, so hopefully we can be more regular. Uh, but this episode, we're going to talk about the topic of Christian stewardship. And I'm going to just give a definition. This is my own definition that I made up. And then we're going to basically spend the rest of the episode just unpacking the definition. Uh, So here's the definition. Christian stewardship is taking all of the gifts that God has given you, maximizing the potential of each according to biblical priorities, and directing all to the glory of God by faith. I'll say that again. Christian stewardship is taking all of the gifts that God has given you, maximizing the potential of each according to biblical priorities and directing all to the glory of God by faith. Now, I I ground this definition, well, in many passages, but two in particular. The first one is 1 Peter 4.10, which says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So there you have this idea that this gift that you've been given is is from God's grace. God is graciously giving you a gift, you've received it, and now you're to use that and you're to steward that by serving one another. Another passage, 1 Corinthians 4, 7, what do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why did you boast as if you did not receive it? So there's this idea that, hey, guess what? Everything that you have in life has been received by God. It's a gift. You actually have nothing that's of your of yourself or of your own. So that's the definition. Any just immediate thoughts that just come to your mind, Dan? I get a bunch of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. I like it. Now, I would say that somewhere on this podcast, um, need to link it to our one where we talked about spiritual giftedness, where we touched on that, right? Right. Because that plays into here. But I like the idea of the the idea you're talking about that we've been given these gifts. I mean, this is a really big thought. Yeah. Like you 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 were teaching a, a lesson last week at our annual conference for AFCI that I really liked, where you talked about essence versus or essence and existence. Yeah. Right. And yeah, maybe, philosophical. Maybe, yeah, maybe you could share that, in a minute. But all my point is, is our my existence, my actual existence, this 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 being that I actually am in real space and time and real history is a complete um, reality that comes from the very breath of God. Mm-hmm. And in, in that, it really, well, you know, it humbles you, but it's like profound to consider like everything about me was brought into existence for God's glory. Exactly. So my history, where I'm from, my height, my gender, you know. Yep. Like, we're not getting yep. into that stupid debate. But like, <laughs> you know, I'm a man. I was created by God. I came into history in 1960, you know, yep. the, the home I was in, the strengths, weaknesses of that home, the frailty, the, you know, the weaknesses, the sin, the goodness. You know, we talk about providence a lot when we talk about spiritual giftedness. Right. Right. My abilities, lack of base. And I think what happens when I'm, when I'm saying there that I hope people would catch it, that I'm always sort of in awe of, is as I grow, as I get older, I find these things using these skill sets that I have coming to the surface that like have been here in mm-hmm. certain ways since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. 
and you get a chance to see them, and you're like, that's why that was there. Right. And you and you use it. Yeah. And it's really kind of fun. It's really, to me at least, you know, this way maybe the way you wanted to talk about have me on this. I, I talk a lot like this. I like this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always fascinated. I'm fascinated with people. Like, where do you come from? And what's your, you know, even ethnic background and your traditions and your giftedness? And because every single person, there's, there's only, you know, there's only one you in all of the, all of history in the universe. That's exactly right. God only makes originals, as others have said before yeah. me. But it's true. Yeah. And so then you look at this person in this profound way. Like, what is all that supposed to bear? And then you realize that when we redeemed when we you know when when God regenerates us and we're redeemed like he uses it in a profound way that not only just like it's profound and it glorifies him you know yeah. it's, it's it's sort of put on display but I actually find myself being who I was created to be yeah like everything everybody's looking for it like no it's given to you and all of a sudden you're like no I was made for this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know I think probably in other podcasts I joke about it you know like people say hey you know they'll say something about you like in ministry they'll say something to me and I appreciate the affirmation right but yeah. but and when the, there's a part of me that goes and you know the statement I always make I'm like I'm just a duck landing on ponds man yeah like I just kind of doing what I was made to do <laughs> so I mean yeah, I appreciate the fact that you see it but believe me I mean maybe I've you know, practice it a little bit and done something with it. But the fact is, is like, I can't take credit for it. Right, right. And it reminds me that just the ducks landing upon it. I was, was watching this video uh, the other day and it was somebody had this pet beaver. <laughs> okay. And it was in their house. Okay. Like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> this thing, this beaver, there's no water. And it's dragging all the stuff, blankets and stuffed animals and <laughs> Trying pillows. Trying to make a dam. And it makes a dam oh, in the hallway. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it makes a dam in the hallway. And, you know, yep. it's grabbing this this pillow and it's shoving it in this corner and grabbing this blanket <laughs> and it's shoving it in there. And it just makes this. There you go. It just can't help it. That's my point. And that's my point. And, and when, actually, when we get step in, in step with the Lord. Right. However you want to think about it, all of that stuff sort of, you could probably say, gets sanctified. It's like, no, no, no. It all gets pointed t- towards God's purposes, in this cool way. Yeah. And so it's kind of crazy. It's like what everybody's looking for. You know, my purpose and my passion and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, God actually gives it to you when you just, yeah, yeah. you know, seek first the kingdom of God yeah. and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto yeah. you. You could put all that, pack that even in that one verse. It's like, no, no, no. God has a full intention of unpack, you know, unfolding this stuff in your life. It's really fun. Yeah. So let's let's unpack this more. You, you yeah. hit on a bunch of things now here and then we can kind of hone this down a little sure. bit. Sure. So we start with this presupposition or this, this, this basic truth, first of all, uh, that everything that you are, everything that you have is, is a gift. Get back to this existence and essence, essence the reality. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll just unpack it a little bit. This reality of your essence as an image bearer. Well, I'll, I'll do the thought experiment. I'll do the thought experiment. Imagine, imagine something, some creature, and I, I use this example in a sermon. Maybe you've listened to the sermon if you're, you know, from the Fargo area. Maybe you go to Harvest Plains, but this will be a repeat then. Yeah. But imagine uh, a mythical creature, we'll say a Pegasus, uh, and a Pegasus is a winged horse. Yep. And yet a winged horse doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in reality. But it exists in our mind. We can conceive of, of, of a winged horse. Like, yeah, I, I got it in my mind. I understand what it is. It's not so abstract that it's, like inconceivable right. i got it it's a winged horse and so that's its essence a winged horse now it doesn't exist in reality which means then that some power needs to unite its essence to 
existence, and then it will be in reality. Yeah. So we as human beings, we're human beings. That's our essence. We're image bearers. You know, whatever you want to say, male image bearer, female image bearer. That's our essence. Uh, you know, the philosophers, uh, you know, ancient Greek philosophers say like a rational animal. That's the essence of a human being. You know, but there's all these different types of, you know, descriptions. But we know as Christians, our true essence is image God, image bearers. And yeah, that incorporates rationality and intellect and emotion and mm -hmm. affections and all that stuff is wrapped up into that. Yeah. But nonetheless, we need that to be, be united to existence for us to actually exist in reality. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is that existence is not our essence. And that means then that we don't exist naturally. God, his essence is existence. So that means he exists naturally. Yeah. He, there, there was no power be, behind him or beyond him that needed to unite these two things. He always is. He always is. I am. Yep, we call that a seity. Yep, I am. Say that word slow and spell it. A seity. A S C, right? No, A S. I think it's E I T Y. Yeah. I might begin. Doesn't have the C in there? No C. Okay. Well, oh, man. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look it up while you're talking. I am horrible at spelling. I'll look it up. Okay. <laughs> For some weird reason, no matter how many books I read, I still can't figure out how to spell words. Um, but that's why you have spell check and grammarly and all those different things. But the point is, is that. that God gives us existence. He speaks us into existence from nothing. We don't have it naturally. And me sitting here right now and Dan sitting here right now and you sitting here right now as you're listening to this in the future from right now, I guess, uh, you, you naturally should just pop out of existence. You should go back to nothing because you are from nothing in a sense. But you are still here, and you're here because God actively sustains your existence and continues to uphold your existence. Uh, he gives you existence. And that means then, we could go to the next step. Okay, well, well he's doing this for a reason, obviously. Mm -hmm. And and if your very being relies on God is a gracious gift, we could say. Like, yeah. everything else does too. Just, yeah. you know, less to the greater, whatever. So whatever it is, when you were born, where you were born, what color your eyes are, like right. how smart you are, your opportunities, all of that is stems out from this reality of like yeah. everything you have yeah. is from God. Yeah. You have e nothing e of your Even own. difficulties, right? Even, even like sufferings. Suffering. Or certain parts of your body that don't work. Yeah. Like, no, 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 that didn't slip through God's hands. Yeah. Oh, I think about the passage like, Jesus, why was this man born blind? You're like, yeah. was it his sin or his father's sin? Yeah. It's like, no. He's born blind so the glory of God could be displayed. Right. It's like, yeah. That's what I mean. So, yeah, what you're saying is everything that God's brought into existence in you as a person, as a being, yeah, that's real, like that's all there and to the topic of your podcast today. Um, and you need to steward it. Steward it. Yeah. Care, care for it. Care for it. You're a caregiver. Okay, I got this property with all these different things. Yep. And the master entrusts me yep. to take care of it. Right. So what are those things? What are these categories? Let's just get a little bit more, you yeah. know. It's practical, perfect. your your body, your your physical body. Yeah, and then we obviously know that you also have a soul. You have a soul and you have a body. Um, so that that's a gift yep. that you have to steward. Yep, it's not again. It's not your own. Like that's so. You got to realize that it's not your body. Is not yours. Yeah. 
<laughs> Isn't that crazy? Get off my body. Right? Oh, the whole guy's like, well, at the end of the day, it's my body, life. my choice, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's not your body. Not your body. Faith. So if you have been saved, your faith is a gift. Yeah. I mean, that gets into theology and different things, but your faith, your spiritual life, um, your family, your friends, your spouse, yep. your kids, every relationship that you've ever had, every person you've ever met, gifts, yep. um, material possessions, finances, yep. even land. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I own five acres. Well, that's that's God's, and he's... You're stewarding it. Yep. <laughs> Better not, take care of it. Yeah, you're not going to have it forever. Yeah, you're not going to have it forever. It's his yep. abilities. Here's where we get into your reality of like uh, learned gifts, learned talents. Yeah, we've talked about that. But also natural abilities. Yep. You know, some people just genetically have certain fast twitch muscles where they, they have a vertical of 40 inches. Yep. And it's interesting. Vertical, actually, just a little side note, is one of those things where you can't really, you might be able to get it up a couple of inches. But it's genetic. Really? It, you either you have either have the the machinery in your legs yeah. or whatever, or you yeah. don't. Yeah, it's what do they call it anyway? Yeah, it's it, it's it, it's literally an issue of physics, right? Yeah. Like, do you have the right bones, the right length of bones, and the right joints in the right? Yeah, these fast twitch yeah. muscle things. You got it or you don't. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you know the classic for me. Well, for me, I say classic in my lifetime was. I don't know if you ever saw this. Like, I think even Sports Illustrated highlight this, like. In a certain way, what a freak of nature Michael Phelps was. Yeah. Did you ever see any of that? Oh, he's weird. Like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Wingspan, yeah, my, my, I had two daughters that were great. Size, I had like, a couple daughters that were great All-American rated you know, swimmers in high yeah. school. And they, they were at meets with him. And they would talk about, like, he actually, like, he had a short, his torso was very, like, short legs, mm -hmm. but real tall or real long uh, torso, torso. These long arms, great big feet. And then he, his knee was his knees or hips were double jointed, so so when he would do a stroke, like most people would stop, yeah, at a certain degree, his, his would extend further. Mm. So he got a, like an extra 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 little inch or two out of that thing. It's just crazy physics, yeah. And so you go, all of that was just wired into that guy, yeah. And so now he had to steward it, yeah. He had to train it, yeah. Right, exactly. You, I think you'll get there, but yep. but the raw material was there. It's there. And if it's not there, it's not there. And he didn't. He didn't. He didn't decide it. Right. So, so, so part of that stewardship. If I could talk about that a minute, Sam. I don't. I mean, you want to go further with? Well, that. yeah. Let, let, let me just give a, a few more categories. Okay. Sure. So, yeah, those are abilities, natural, mm -hmm. born with them, whatever. Yeah. So, if we went back to when we talked about spiritual giftedness, we talked about natural talents yeah. or abilities. Yep. And we talked about acquired skills. Yep. So you do acquire things, and then these things we call spiritual gifts. Yeah. If you're a Christian, then you get another package. You get this of, other yeah, set of whatever gifts, it is. whatever yep. it is. Right. Okay. Uh, opportunities. Um, yeah. both spiritual and physical, you know, oh, I got this, some, I met this guy at a coffee shop and he offered me a job at this company and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's all, that's I, all gifts. Right. It's really fun. Opportunities. Yep. And we think about this in ministry too of, you just, you just, you get these opportunities to speak somewhere or, or a divine appointment where you cross paths with somebody and share the gospel yeah. and they come to faith. It's like, that's all gifts. Career, job, school. Yeah. Oh, well, this guy that just called me, right? Yeah. We're, we're doing this podcast and just before it started, I get a call from a friend in another state. And um, he had asked me to speak. I'm going to be speaking at this event here in a few weeks up in up in Michigan. And it's just amazing. I met him 40 years ago on a sidewalk in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> I knew him. I just I happened to know the guy a little bit in a community, but I really didn't like know. Him. I never talked to him in my life. And I went up to him, say, "Hey, yeah, you know, you're Mike. Yeah, yeah." We start talking, and 
and he ended up by coming to know the Lord. It was just this fascinating story, but I just met him on a sidewalk. Yeah. And here I am 40 years later going to be having this opportunity to speak to all these people. Boom. There it is. It's like, you know, you almost want to say magic, you know. It's like, like it, <laughs> it seems divi- like it. Well, it's divine. Yeah, it's divine providence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So that schooling, education, <laughs> uh, your knowledge, your yeah. intellect, your IQ, whatever, however you want to categorize your brain capacity, yeah. like gift. Um, time. And that's the big one I want to spend some time on <laughs> is time. Because uh, that is a gift. And we, uh, we know that our days are numbered. Yeah. And it's 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 the commodity that's you know you're not gonna replenish it. Yeah, it's not renewable. I know. I'm saying it with kind of a sober kind of like oh, <laughs> yeah. I think of the time I've wasted in life. And I'm a pretty diligent guy, but even then, I just hate the way I've wasted. Time. Oh, that's it right there. We'll get we're gonna get into that. We're gonna spend some time on uh, <coughs> on time. So those are those those are uh, some of the these categories to just think through. And again, it's under this. It's under the, all these are under the category of everything, but it he, helps just kind of parse it out. Like yeah. everything is something you need to steward. Yeah. Your pencil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay, you were gonna. What were you gonna say? I said, uh, let me finish these categories. Yeah. Maybe you forgot. I don't know where I was gonna go. We were talking about Michael Phelps in these in these physical. Yeah. Realities. I suppose what I was going to say then is it seems to me that part of the stewardship then is like, I mean, how far can you go? We, you could, you might always think you can go farther. I'm thinking athletically now. Yeah. Okay? yeah. That's a good analogy. Because I was an athlete and, um, you know, and I got to a certain level. Could I have went further? I've always wondered, could mm. I have went further? Could I have pushed myself further? Mm. Could I have done further? And sometimes I'm actually disappointed because I think I think I could have. Yeah. You know, but the fact is now, at what point can you, at what point have you maxed that out? And so part of stewardship, I don't know if I have if I can have a clear answer in a podcast. I, I don't have an answer now. Like how far can you go? But but I do know that you can only go so far. That's yeah, my that, point. That's why in the definition I put maximizing the potential of each according to biblical priorities. Yes. Because technically, if we go back to the reality of time, yeah. And you know, you have all you have this diversity of gifts. And and you can't maximize every one of them. That's right. I might, you might have some athletic ability, but you also might have some intellectual, intellectual ability and you might be called a ministry too. Yeah. And you might also have a family. Yeah. It's like, I can't give my time to all these. Right. I can't pursue becoming, you know, a professional athlete and an academic, you know? Right. And so that's, that's the dance. Right. Of, okay. Right. What does God want me to give my time to? Yeah, and you know the passage I'm thinking about with that, Sam, is when um, it's, it, it's you know fairly uh, popular passage, famous, famous is the word, popular anyway. Yeah, um, is that Second Timothy two two? You know, yep. Things which you heard from me in presence of many witnesses and trust these faithful men who will be able to teach others also. But here's where I've always found this interesting. It says, "Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus." So he's talking about soldier. Mm. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life. Right. So that he may please the one who enlists him as a soldier. Yep. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. Mm-hmm. And then the hardworking farmer ought to f- be the f- uh, first to receive the share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you insight or understanding into all this. Yeah. And there's a lot that could be gleaned there, but one of the things that I've gleaned there, and so again, there's a whole lot more. It's just the idea of soldier, you know, farmer, athlete. Yeah. 
And that's to your point. Like you have to draw lines. You have to say, okay, um, I'm a hundred. You know, I'm a I'm a sprinter. Yeah. I'm not a half miler. I'm not right. a mile dude. And so, while that may be a really cool opportunity, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a farmer. I you know I my wife and I have a little flower farm right now. It's really I should say my wife has a flower farm. I just kind of you build the shots. I'm a I'm her work hand. <laughs> <laughs> and so and I totally enjoy being her work hand. But the point being is that if somebody came to us tomorrow and asked us to you know you know raise cattle, we'd say no. That's no. just not what we do. It's a great thing. Yeah. But it's not what we do. Exactly. And so you have to limit yourself and be stewards of certain things. Right? Yep. Another area I talked about that, it's a little bit different, but it, it applies. You've heard me talk about this you know, with, with hunting. I enjoy the outdoors. I like hunting. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I, early in my journey of life, you know, becoming a young man in my 20s, I'd watch guys um, uh, where the outdoors world would, I, I suppose. Them. What's that? Consume them. Consume them. Yeah. yeah, it would become call it an idol, whatever you want to do. But they do just like do everything, and I came to this conclusion: I can't do it all. Yeah, I mean, as much as I could enjoy it all. So when people ask me, "Do you fish this? Do you do this? Do you this?" Because they know I'm an outdoorsman. I'm like, well, not really, because I had to come to the conclusion I only had so much time, mm-hmm. so much resources. Mm-hmm. I call it. I joke around. I call it tokens. I have so many tokens I get to screw around mm-hmm. in the fall, and so I had to decide where am I going to put those? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to put those eggs? What what am I going to put those in? And so I spent a lot of time bow hunting, you know, mm-hmm. and I became bow. But even then, it wouldn't be like for even though this there was a three month season here in Kansas, I would be okay. I'm going to put all my eggs in that basket for ten, eleven, twelve days or whatever yep. it was. And and uh, um, all I'm saying though is that you can't do it all. Yeah, to your point. You exactly. can't do it. You have to. You have to figure out. Okay, where am I gonna? You know, where am I gonna put my tokens? Where am I gonna spend my energy? Yep. Can't do it all. Can't do it all. Okay, let me uh, throw this at you. This yeah. idea and see what you think about it. Um, there's this cliche, maybe mm-hmm. that runs around in Christian circles, like, "Oh, live, live like today's your last day on earth," or something yeah. like that. Like, what would you do today if tomorrow you're gonna, you know, you're gonna die? Yeah. <laughs> and I go, that doesn't quite work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> why, why does it not work? Because. Because guess what? Like right now, I'm working on a PhD, and there's an amount of reading I have to do, yep. and I'm doing some ministry, and there's and there's yeah. certain responsibilities that I have. So if I lived like I was going to die tomorrow, I would not be reading any books. <laughs> I would not clean my house. I wouldn't do yeah. – I wouldn't probably eat. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I would go up and see my family. You know what? That was thrown at me. I was in ministry for about six or seven years and realized – there was lots, lots I didn't know, and I said, and I really, through a sequence of relationships and people, I realized I needed to go to seminary, yeah, and really study some things I knew a little bit about, but I really wanted to dig down in, and yeah. Switch seminary is a beautiful thing for that. So I was already in my thirties and um, young family, and mm-hmm. I said, we, did, I think we need to go to seminary. I literally had people tell me that, like, are you sure you should be doing this? Like, you know, if if you know. You were to die tomorrow, you know. It's just how you'd be spending your time. They, yeah. Literally, that's. I had people literally even drop support for us because they thought, no, this is right. And it wasn't just me. It was like, no, no, no. You need to. It was just an interesting because that's the thing they brought up, and I thought that doesn't, construct doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work because there's no doubt. If I knew I was going to die tomorrow, I wouldn't even be spending time talking to you. Yeah, I'd be home with my wife and kids. I'm like, good grief. Exactly. I'm like, I wouldn't even be taking your advice. Right. I'd be going, no, I'd be doing something completely. Yes. I mean, so you know, there's rare situations. Oh yeah, you got a cancer diagnosis and they yeah. give you two months. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, unless you have some information about some crazy health issue, like live like you're going to live a full life, and then 
and then live, um, you know, steward the season of life that you're in. So if yeah. you're if you're young and you're a student, steward that well and be a good student. Do well in your assignments. And you, oh man, this is just something that I wish, you know, again when you're young and I'm still young, but I guess I know more than I did when I was 18 or 19 or 20. There's this, you can get the zeal, especially a young guy who has this zeal for ministry and this passion for ministry. And you see it a lot. I'm going to, you know, pick on parachurch world here a little bit. But you can get this, you can get a lot of, you know, young Christians. Maybe they were converted uh, through a, a campus ministry and they have this, they have the zeal and passion for ministry. Which is wonderful. Buddy. Which is wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But then they they're almost getting pitched this this idea like you got to give up everything now for this yeah and you got to go on a summer mission and mm -hmm. you got to go you know be a missionary for a year and you got to do this mm -hmm. and that and this and this and you shouldn't actually do your internships to benefit your career right and you oh, blah 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 and and you know maybe don't work this job because that's taken away from your your opportunities to evangelize and disciple you yeah. know students on campus and 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 you go, ooh. You know, when I was young, I bought into that wholeheartedly. I was like, yep, I didn't work a job in college because right. I wanted to evangelize and do discipleship. Yeah, uh, I didn't do inter any internships or anything right. like that for biology right? because I wanted to go do missions and stuff. Yeah. And now in God's providence, he, he called me to ministry. So in a sense, that that was helping this yeah. calling. Sure. But, but for most people, they're not called to ministry. Vocational full-time. Vocational yeah. full-time ministry. And yeah. what that ends up doing is really... <laughs> really screwing them up. It can. It can. It can. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, not to say God doesn't use that stuff, but the point is, is like, what season of life are you in? And now, how do you steward these opportunities and these gifts right. and these relationships or whatever it is that God yeah. is giving you in this moment? Yeah. What do you do? You can't, you can't yeah. do everything at once. So you can't just, I'm going to die tomorrow and go ride a bull called Fu Manchu. <laughs> 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 it doesn't work. Remember that song? No. Oh, it's a Tim McGraw. Isn't it Tim McGraw? I don't listen to country. Okay. <laughs> Some people out there don't know what I just. What I'm, I'm talking yeah, about. they're probably laughing, and I'm just fake. Well, somebody dying, they're, be some, they're dying. They're dying. They're talking about their last life, and they went. Yeah, they were riding a bull named Fu Manchu. <laughs> I'm not good with all that stuff, but I it's in my head somewhere. Right. So I heard it. Yeah. So that's, I think, something something that's uh, important for people to realize. And, you know, you think of the Proverbs 31 woman, too, just as an example. Like, you read that list and you go, there's no way that this woman is doing all this at once. Right. That's not, that's it's not, not the, the picture. Point. Yeah, it's, it, some it, people, I've seen young women get really frustrated right. with that. My wife has mentored a number of young women or disciples, whatever, whatever word you want to put there, and spent time with them. It's yep. like, no, 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 that's, a, that's an imagery of this. That's a big a picture, a lifetime picture. Yes. And you're going to have different seasons that you're going to participate yep. in different aspects of that. Yep. But that's a seasoned picture of a, a big, of a life. Right. You know. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so in any given moment, yeah. There's toil and work and study and yep, and that's you're 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 moving seasons towards something. Seasons of business, yep. Life, of career, parenting. career, working, developing career. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's you know that's an interesting thing. That's another whole discussion about developing social capital. Is the term you know guys that you you know that I know. Yeah. Bring up that discussion about even raising our kids. You know, those listening to podcasts are just at that starting to develop families or raising kids. Raising your kids with social capital. That is, that like they have a skill set. And the, an ability to actually go into the society, civil society and make a contribution 
I mean, like a significant, like, like a trade or yeah. a, a think well or, you know, a career and really make, get social capital in a, in a community, in a civil sphere. Yeah. And the more we do that as Christians, the more that's, you know, you become salt and light in the world. Yeah. But it's not abandoning that to say, well, I'm just going to go. Yeah. You don't abandon that. Right. But a lot of people think that. They think like there's this higher calling, say, say missions. Okay. Yep. Now, obviously, anybody gets around you and I deeply believe in missions. I deeply believe in the call and and more, you know, need to be thinking about it. There's not, it's not even a doubt. That's not what we're talking about. Right. But there is something that like, that's not necessarily a higher calling necessarily. Right. If God's what made you to be, you know, some kind of a tradesman mm-hmm. or professional in some mm-hmm. type of sphere, mm-hmm. that's what I mean by social capital. And, and the more Christians pursue who they've been made to be in that sphere, the more we're going to uh, have an influence on the world around us. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So even as I got into ministry, it's an interesting you know, discussion in my own life. I find myself at a place. I've lived the life here, uh, full-time supported. You know, you call me missionary, but, but I'm a missionary evangelist. I'm really yeah, yeah. an evangelist guy. And, um, but I've often wondered, like, you know, it puts me in a world where it's it's different. Like if I was in commerce every day, if I was selling cars every day, I used to think about that. I need to go just sell cars. <laughs> because it puts me in contact with people every day. And when you're dealing with commerce, you you get a chance to spend time with unbelieving people all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And so I still feel like, you know, I, I've, I've done what I was supposed to do in this, this journey I've been on. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I've actually wondered, like, would a guy be better served? Like, mm-hmm. you know, even in ministry to, you know, be developing a trade, being in the world of commerce, because when you enter into full-time Christian work, you do kind of get in a, a different posture in, in, in the world around you. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Absolutely. So I, I think get, about that stuff too. So I just thought about it, especially probably when I was 40, 45, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I was thinking a lot about it. Like maybe, maybe I had to shift this and do something different because I really, my heart was, to, you know, share the gospel with the world really. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you could do it better there. But, but coming back with all that, it's all about stewardship. Yep. And I don't want to, Yep. sidetrack the discussion but it's like and so um it's about taking those things that you are and really developing those things yeah, so yeah. so you know <clears throat> given the audience whoever they are out there, there there'll be some young people out there yeah. really like no really developing a skill set or number of skill sets developing a trade developing you know uh, education to get you somewhere mm-hmm. where you can provide for a family and you're thinking about career and you're thinking about vocation and and I think everybody ought to do it. I think men even thinking about ministry, ought to, you know, you know me, I think they should. I think they should be tent makers and developing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And if God wants to pull you out of that, in a sense, put you in a different direction, he has the complete ability to do that. It's mm-hmm. not a big problem. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, you have this skill set that you will use the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. The whole point, the thing that you need to resist in all, this whole discussion of stewardship is, is wastefulness. Yeah. Whatever, however that looks. You know, obviously wasting time, wasting talents, wasting opportunities, wasting relationships, whatever it is. Like, you've got all these gifts. God's giving you so much. Yeah. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Yeah. And so, again. Yeah, it wasn't a piper that wrote the book, Don't Waste Your Life. Yeah, yeah. And he, he tells a story about the, you know, this old couple, you know, it's written on, I don't know. I'm sure people who are listening to this have know the, know the story, know the sermon. It's famous. But there was some retired couple and they retired in Florida or whatever and they were walking on the beach collecting seashells. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Tell the story. Some I don't, I, that's all I really remember from it. Yeah. But that's the point of like, 
Really? Is that what all you want your life about? Yeah, exactly. You got uh, this wicked sea seashell collection. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. And so you, you're 16. You retire. Oh man, I made it. Got my retirement all set up, and now I can go collect seashells for the next 30 years of my life. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a waste. Yeah. That's the whole point. And Piper, you know, gets so passionate about it. Yeah. But it is. It's like. Yeah. What? Yeah. Give me a break. And that's mm. the, the thing with ministry too. In retirement, you know, you got this. That's a whole number, another discussion that we can maybe breach maybe at some other point. But you don't really retire from, from well, you don't retire from stewardship. That's for sure. Yeah. And whatever it is, whatever season of life you're, maybe you are in your 70s or 80s. Yeah. And your life doesn't look like it did when you were in your 40s and 50s right. in your heyday for vocation. Right. But you're not, it's not just the stereotypical American retirement where you go collect seashells now right. at your you know right. home on the beach. Yeah. You're still doing something productive for the kingdom and still stewarding yeah. whatever God has given you. Yeah, I agree with that. So you yeah, you'd have to qualify that. Yep. You know, you're the young guy speaking about it, so you gotta be careful. Right, right, right. Because because and I would say there's there's a sold. place so retirement saying, okay, I'm not gonna do this career anymore. Right, it served its purpose. I, I've yep. done it to the end. I'm, you know, 60, 62, yep. and, and, 65. Hey, hey, we need to. Yeah, I don't we have need the energy to, give the to even do over. that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean then you go collect seashells. Is right. your point? That's the point. There, you have all this other contribution to be yeah. made yet, and all these other. You could even develop a new set of skills. Yeah, mentorship. Could, there's there's people, all sorts of things you can do. All sorts of things that you could be thinking about. Take doing. care of your grandchildren. Help. You yep. know, all sorts of things. Yep, yep, yep. So the point <laughs> is, it's like, uh, you know. We're going to get into this. This is going to actually be a two-part thing because we're going to get into um, the motivation of stewardship in the next episode. And then we're going to talk <laughs> about eternal reward and all that thing. But the point is this, and I'll just kind of preface it, this next episode, this reality of God, you're going to have to give an account <clears throat> to God one day for how you stewarded all the things he's given you. Yeah. And every moment of time, it's not like you hit the age of 60 or 65 and all of a sudden now... Okay, from this on, this point on, I don't have to give an account for how I spend my my sixties and seventies and eighties until I die. No, right. you're still gonna have to give an account. <laughs> that's yeah. still time that you have that God give that God has given you, and you know, yes, we can. You can throw in the the caveat of like, okay, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, blah 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 blah. Yeah, things happen. Things happen. You yeah. might be in a bed, but heck, you could be a prayer warrior in your bed. Yeah. All that to say. Well, you know, the great example of that right would be Amy Carmichael. Yep. I forget how many years, big, a lot of years, what, 15 or 20 years, the end of her life. She was bedridden. Yeah. And that's when she wrote the books and prayed. Yeah. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's stewardship. Yep. That's realizing that my life, even though I'm in a bed, is a gift from God and I can, I'm still doing, I have to still use it for yeah. the glory of God. Yeah. And the advance of his kingdom. Yeah, that's good. Now, I want to hit on just briefly because it's something that... You know, I, I think doesn't get spoken enough about in Christian circles is the stewardship of the body, and you got three big three big categories under the, the stewardship of the body. You got sleep, you got diet, and you got exercise. And you know, we could go to First Corinthians six, though it's it's in the context of sexual immorality. But the point is, it's like, hey, the body is the temple. Of the Holy Spirit, and sure, we're talking about Christians now, and obviously this is a Christian podcast, so we're assuming mm -hmm. that we're talking to Christians. But the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and and think about the imagery there that Paul is hitting on. Like, 
think about if you go back and you read Exodus and Leviticus and, and, and Numbers and you and you think about how the, the tabernacle was constructed and, and how ornate and beautiful it was and how it had to be so precise and, and right in the Ark of the Covenant and everything was was beautiful and, and right and precise and perfect and the Spirit even came upon these craftsmen to, so that they could like do mm. the highest quality of work because this is where the presence of God dwelt. Yeah. And it, you can't def defile this. It can't mm. be gross. And so now we, you know, us Christians, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And are you going to like have dirt on the floor of the temple and it's just going to be gross and smelly and nothing's been cleaned and what? Like, like what's going on? And and this obviously this has to do with your 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 sin in your in your life and things like that. But even just your your, your just your physical body, like sleep, exercise, like you're not you're actually not supposed to be overweight. Now there's all sorts of things that might cause that, but the point is is like you gotta eat healthy, you gotta sleep, and you gotta exercise, and that stewards your body. Mm -hmm. You don't hear that. You don't hear that in Christian circles. It's kind of like there's certain sins that are kind of like off limits to talk about. Mm. One of them might be gluttony. Yeah. You just don't you don't hear people talk about it. Yeah. Ever. See, I think what I'm thinking though, Sam, you're going down a road would be an interesting further discussion. I didn't even know we were going to go here entirely today, but like I wonder where somebody might be thinking this podcast too. I mean, it's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I'm in agreement. Yeah, we need to be stewards of our body, and there's certainly gluttony in our world. But there's also there's also huge. I've heard you know a number of people talk about the, like these genetic components in people. Some people just have propensity, even within families, to say be more overweight or different things. And I don't even want to get into that right, discussion. Yeah. yeah, we don't because, need to get because into because I don't want to be the scientist or they think I even know anything what I'm talking about. I've just heard enough to kind of go. So my question though is like, how far do you take that to the point? Yeah, you know, where do you go with that? Yeah. Because it's even even in our culture that's kind of uh, obsessed with the body, obsessed with tight bellies and you know legs and blah 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 blah. That's a, a wrongful side of the of the discussion mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. But you could go the other side of the discussion, and I don't know where that line is. I'm wondering maybe, right. maybe if you're well, it's, it's <clears throat> with any of these categories of stewardship. Like you could have a career and you need to steward that, but you can make it this like yeah yeah go this, overboard this idol. So I'm saying the same thing. Somebody may have a genetic component that's different than myself. Yeah, and uh, and they struggle with certain things. I have, I have friends that said, "Man, I can almost look at food and I gain weight." It's always been an issue. It was an issue with my family and everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you could sit here and be suspicious and go, "Really? Is that really true?" I'm not even trying to answer that, right? Right. But because it does make sense to me, because you can go even in the world, and there's certain places and people that are just, it's just different. And they, yeah, yeah. they even see it differently. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. I suppose, I don't know if I'm asking the question, I sort of am, going like, well, how far do you go when, you know, when you say, okay, I'm, 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 I'm taking this too far. Right. So to right. your point, it's simply, you would say, well, no, it seems to be healthy that people need a certain amount of sleep. Yep. And you don't just gluttony on sugar, right? Right. Like, that's just, just bad. We all kind of know that. Right? Yep. So you try and eat healthy. And exercise means for some people at least go walk a little bit every day, you know, or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, if you can, right? Yeah. Like, like you're not talking about going necessarily to CrossFit. No. 
See what I'm saying? I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah, to figure yeah, yeah. out yeah, how, where the middle how far, of that road is. Right. Let's, let's but, say but, it that way. But this is the point. Like, yeah. I just brought this up. Yeah. And this is what I'm trying to illustrate. Yeah. Notice how it already yeah, creates this like. <gasps> I know it. I, I'm with you. And that's, you, you that's and what I, I'm trying to illustrate. And you and I have had this conversation. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. So I'm kind of wondering, like, how do you handle that? Because certainly, to your point, yep, because it turns into this weird thing. And it's like, you're just saying, we just need to be good stewards. Yeah. The point The point is, the principle, the, we could, we could, I, we could, I could do the study and we could put together maybe a podcast episode. Other people have. There's plenty of Christian podcasts out there. And maybe you guys who are listening have already listened to some of them that do talk about more of these, this exercise and sleep and all that. And this is kind of becoming, it's getting stirred up is it? in our culture right now. Is it? And, and the, the science is, is, is starting to get a little bit more definitive and, and man, you could get down some rabbit holes of, of like, uh, just the corruption in, in, in the diet sphere because you have these giant companies and they're all incentivized by money. Yeah, and so sure. they'll pay off researchers. They'll create false sure. studies. Yeah. The food pyramid is like the worst, the worst piece of dietary advice ever created. It's a complete what is, lie. What the, is the food pyramid? Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah just yeah. A, a flat out lie. Really? Oh yeah. And there, there's all this is known now. So you can't just trust Oh, the government says, or the CDC says, or this person says that you need to be eating blah, 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 because it's just, it's, it's laced with corruption and, and greed and money. And, and that's a whole nother topic, but the evidence is out, so to speak, so to say, whatever. So, so <laughs> we're going down the rabbit trail. <laughs> I'm just sort of, well, yeah, yeah. I actually am trying to crack a joke and yeah. I'm probably not doing a good job at it, but I'm thinking, okay, so what you're saying, Sam, is that I have to intermittently fast. I can't eat in the morning and I'm supposed to get in a bathtub of, of <laughs> ice, a, cold a, a, ice cold water yeah, yeah, yeah. every morning yeah, yeah, yeah. and freeze my body yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm supposed to eat that green kale or whatever you're they, not, you don't you got you don't got to do that what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i need to eat algae and and yeah I'm right, just, right i want right. to sort of laugh yeah because there's all that stuff out yeah. there and i never quite know what to do with it all because but i'm like i can't do it all of this right there's no way i can but do this this is the interesting thing about you you're how old are you now 62 yeah and you're you're not overweight at all yeah and th okay this is the example that i want to give i actually want to use you as an example you what? You as an example. Me? Yeah, just anecdotally. How do you know it's not just genetic? But go ahead. Go go with it. Anecdotally, yeah. This last year. Yeah. You've told me that you just weren't you just weren't exercising. Yeah, it's been a stressful year and I haven't had time to do what I used to do. Yep. And you used to all the time. All the time. Exercise. You, you you got this little in your furnace room back room. Yeah. You got this weight set. You got, and, yep. and you throw around. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. got this. Tru truly, for all these years. You got this climbing machine I, I, in your I, garage. Yep. yep, I usually, I really do. I, I, people yep. will be surprised. Like three, four, five days a week, I'm doing push-ups and sit-ups, and I have my whole life. Yep. Oh, and yeah. I, and I'm always walking. And, and I've, I've watched it. I'm always hiking. I'm always trying to stay in shape. And I'm yeah. like, I even just say, like, you know, we've traveled, you know, Africa and different yeah. places and, and we've shared hotel rooms yeah. before and you know you'll get up and all of a sudden you'll rip off a bunch of push-ups yep. right yep. when you wake up or yep. you'll do a bunch of just Squ air, air, air squats I do it all the time yep. it's like I just build it into my life yes that's I've, what I've done it my whole that's life that's what I'm getting yeah. at is yeah. like it's a stewardship you're stewarding your yeah. body mm -hmm. yeah and the point is is like it's it's all these things are interconnected diet affects your mental abilities yeah sleep everybody knows this like Everybody knows that if you don't get a good night's sleep, you have brain fog. You just can't think well. Yeah. And it's all about consistency. It's all about going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time. Everybody says this now. Uh, 
exercise. If you exercise consistently and then you go into a period of life where you don't, you, you everybody knows. You can anecdotal yourself verify. My mind's just not as sharp as it was when right. I was exercising. Yeah, so, so this last year, I've, I've known this. Yeah. Everybody knows this. Yeah. And so that's what's so weird about why we get so uptight about it. Because, okay, I've been called, you know, back to stewardship to be a communicator of the Word of God. Yeah. To study theology and philosophy. Yep. To read tons of books. To write papers right yeah. now. Yeah. And, and so that's why the, all of this is like a package deal. Yeah. Okay. If I'm going to steward yep. this PhD, yep. again, it's an opportunity given to me by God. Yeah. My mind's been given to me by God. It's not my own. If I'm going to steward that, that also means that I need to steward my sleep schedule, yep. steward my exercise, not for the sake of vanity mm -hmm. of, oh, I want this ripped body and I'm going to take pictures of it and put it on Instagram for all to see. Like, that's vanity. That's sin. Yeah. No. And then my diet. Yeah. Like, I just, it's so obvious to me. If I eat a couple donuts, instant brain fog, I just, it's so obvious to me now because I do this intermittent fasting thing and I do have a pretty healthy diet. Yeah. So if I throw in just junk food, I mean, it's like crazy how not sharp my mind is. Right. Because I've experienced sharpness. And so you go, okay, I have to steward this PhD opportunity and just ministry in life and yeah. and being intellectually sharp so I can do this job right. because it's intellectual. Yeah. What am I going to do? Well, that means I do have to steward this body because my, my mental abilities- yeah, all fits together. It all fits together. You know what's coming to my mind the whole time you're talking about this, Sam? Right now, I'm sort of just listening to you. But um, what comes to my I'm mind? I'm passionate about this, man. I know I can tell <laughs> you're fired up. It's funny. Um, no, what what I notice about this is how all this is tied together. Because you know what, this is all tied together with tempta dealing with temptation and stuff too. Mm -hmm. It is. It's really interesting to me. Like, like <coughs> you know, it just is. I, again, we don't have to go down some crazy rabbit hole. But like, when you're tired and you're weary and you haven't been eating well and you don't feel well. Temptation is, you're looking for an escape, mm -hmm. and it's easy to be tempted. Mm -hmm. Lustful stuff, mm -hmm. all that stuff, that kind of comes with that territory. It's yeah. really interesting yeah. to me. You know, guys home, I mean, the guys have told me, you know, again, I've been ministered to men my whole life, and it's interesting. A guy will be sick, you know, kind of laying around at home, and I say, don't be, you know, I'll tell guys, don't be David on the rooftop, man. Yeah. And they'll say, how'd you know? I'm like, because <laughs> I'm a guy, and because, <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you're, there's a sense in which you're bored and you're feeling sick and you're not feeling good about yourself and yeah. your mind's not real clear. Right. And it's easy to not be on, on your game, man. Yep. And that's when these subtle things all of a sudden are come, coming your way. Yep. But when you're, on your game, when you're on your game, you know, you're mm -hmm. getting up at a decent time, you're eating well, you're staying in shape, you're spending time with the Lord, you're immersed in all that. It's like, you know, you're like, like a tuned athlete, yeah. you know, and, and you're much more aware yeah. of even temptations or thoughts or why am I thinking that? Or yeah. to your point, you know, I, I don't have probably all the scale. I've probably been brain fogged my whole life. I don't know. <laughs> when I, hear well, you say, thing, I like, don't think that's true. I'm just sort of joking about I like it seriously. I like how you say, oh, well, my headache's worse than yours. It's like, well, how do you know that? Yeah, I know. We joke about that, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's, a, says, that's a good point. Like, yeah. you just, you, I'm just talking about you as an individual. Yeah. You can probably pinpoint times in your life where, okay, I was active, I was working out, I was yeah. lifting weights, I was running, yeah. uh, my diet was healthy, and man, yeah, yeah, I was pretty sharp at that point. Yeah. Like, my brain was working Much good. more functional, yeah. It was functional. I could read better, I could yeah. think better, I could, makes I sense could to me. communicate better. Yeah, makes I, sense I was, to me. Yeah. I, was have a cover, I could have a conversation with somebody, and I was just quicker with my responses. Right. 
And if you really pay attention, you'll realize, oh, these things so are connected to diet, exercise, and sleep. Yep. And and some people, I think, are just so used to an unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah. Infra- like their sleep schedule's all wa- whacked up. Yeah. Uh, they're they're unhealthy with their eating. Pro- a lot of processed foods. A lot of uh, uh, those refined carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, uh, and a lot of just sugar. Yeah. I mean, if you're drinking a bunch of pop all day long, like, yeah. I'm just sorry. This is, nope. Don't tell me like, oh, I have a genetic problem and I see you drink, pounding a six pack of you know, Mountain Dew. You mean those, those folks going, oh. in, going into the gas station early in the morning? Yeah, 44 out, ounce. Coming, coming out with that great big, I mean, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Like, I don't know, it's bigger than 44. Uh. They like, those great big giant things. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's uh. a, lot of, that's a lot, of, lot of stuff going in you, man. Like, <laughs> well, and it rots your teeth. It creates inflammation, and inflammation. I mean, there's all these foods that are connected to inflammation, and inflammation is 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 you get inflamed when you have some type of foreign substance that you get sick, bacteria, virus. Your body gets inflamed because your immune system is is, is attacking it. And it, for a moment, it's good, but these foods create inflammation when you're not sick, yeah. and your body then attacks itself when you're not sick. Yeah. And food processed sugars create inflammation. Right. And it creates unhealthiness. And it, it, your body is in this, uh, reverts into this position of like like survival. And it's it's not a sustainable reality and it creates this incredible unhealthy body. Yeah. And it, it's connected to diet. And another thing that gets rid of inflammation is consistent sleep and not eating all the time. Intermittent fasting gets rid of inflammation. So all these things are connected. Now that you got my mind working a little bit. But... So tie it back to stewardship. Stewardship. People. Okay. Because this is not, you're not doing a podcast on. On diet and health. No, I'm not. My point is, is like the, the God created us yeah. with bodies. Adam and Eve made from the ground. Yeah. And then he breathed into them the breath of life. Yeah. When we die, our spirit, our soul goes to heaven. And we're in the presence of God. But we're groaning and longing for that day when Christ will reunite us with our bodies and they'll be resurrected and they'll be glorified. And so we are never, we're not made to be disembodied. Disembodied. We will for a moment, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, how long that will be when, when we die and and this body, you know, goes into the earth and it's, it's just, you know, it's just flesh, whatever. But it's only for a moment. We'll be reunited with our body. We'll be resurrected Mm -hmm. and we'll forever live eternity, future embodied. In perfect bodies this time, not cursed by sin. And so this idea that, oh, this body, you know, I don't I don't need to take care of it. Yeah. Like that's just so foreign to scripture, so ridiculous. God created this body. Yeah. And you gotta take care of it. And it it's connected to everything else. Your sleep, your diet, your exercise is connected to how how quick you are, you know, you maybe you lash out at your kids because you're tired. You didn't get a good night's rest. Like, all this is connecting. We know we get irritable. Let's think of those Snickers commercials. You know, you're not you when you're hungry. Eat a Snickers. You know those commercials, right? I haven't paid attention to that, but yeah. Oh, man. That, well, they, I don't know even know if they do them anymore, but for a good five years, they were the, like, every football, whatever, uh, game, you know, the commercials were, you right. know, you're not you when you're hungry. Eat a Snickers. 
and it was always just like person would revert to some angry person and just whatever. Yeah. So that like we get that. Um. So, all that to say, all all these stewardship categories, things that you got to steward are, are interconnected, interlaced, and and you got to steward one aspect to steward the other. Yeah. You got to steward your. So so you spent a lot of time on the physical, you know, nutrition and stuff, which yeah. is fine, but yeah. like. I'm trying to think of other areas that you could actually go down and spend just as much time on. And one of the ones I'm thinking right now is like even the stewardship, you say of time, but what about like even reading and meditating on, on the right kinds of things? Yep. You know, I was talking to a guy at lunch today and he's talking about this new year. And of course, we New, year, go new year always has a fresh time to do that. But like, you know, he just wants to be in the word more. He yeah. says, I, I love listening to podcasts. I love all the, the kind of all the debates and issues out there that are going on. And he's a real thinking guy yeah, yeah. and very thinks in terms, I'd say, of a Christian worldview. He's always, he's a good thinker. Yeah. But at the same time, he's going, I've recognized that I just, I haven't, I don't know if he said mastered, but I need more time in the actual word of God. Mm-hmm. And that would be a stewardship, right? Yep, I did. Uh, that was a category I haven't even breached yet. That's spiritual what I'm saying. That's it, you know, here you are doing preaching, pray, persuade, and we're talking about our bodies. Yeah, which is important. Yeah, but I'm just saying you could overdwell on that too. But let's um, a word that I'm th- I'm wondering about, Sam, is you're talking about stewardship, and they threw another word out. I don't know if you've done the word study on this. Um, be interesting to me. Um, discipline, mm-hmm. because stewardship, in a sense, is is really discipline, right? Mm-hmm. It's developing discipline. Mm-hmm. Right, so I can tell you like a discipline I've had to do in my life um, that I actually think is goes with the stewardship thing, and it probably drive, would drive some people nuts, maybe. But like, I'm trying to think of some examples. Like, like I, I'm not anal about this and obsessive compulsive about this. Because if you got in life, you'd see areas of my life I don't do it as well. But I don't like leaving things un, undone. Undone, yeah. I feel like there's a, it's actually a discipline for me to say, no, I need to finish this. I remember, well, Jordan Peterson talks about make your bed. Mm-hmm. Sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. But there's something about, you know, you you, you finish something and you, you complete it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's just simple things. Mm-hmm. Take three extra seconds, five extra seconds, ten extra seconds, and put that tool up on the rack. Yeah. And I do a lot of that in my life. And I actually think it's a discipline and a stewardship that carries itself over into other areas of my life. Of course it does. Because I, I care for these things. Yep. And it ain't even just a practical sense, you know, all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't have to spend time cleaning up because I've been doing it all. I've been doing 10 seconds at a time over many days and mm-hmm. I don't have now a two-hour cleanup job, you know. Mm-hmm. It may sound really simple, but I think it goes to that. Oh, yeah, it does. Because I feel like that. I feel like, I, no, I want to complete this. And I, I tried to help my kids get that a little bit, like, you know, even in sports, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're running a sprint. Like, finish it out. There's this discipline in life about completion. And I, again, I haven't, I'm not speaking as the guru on this. There's areas in my life I'm not. But, like, I, I try to do that a lot. And I do th- really think it's an effective thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That to makes you? perfect sense to I'm me. Just, you know, as we're talking, it just gives me an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so talk about stewardship and discipline then. You think they're one and the same then? Um, or do you think of it differently? Man, I'd have to do the word study, and now you got me thinking. Man, yeah. I wish I would have uh, looked into that. I know in... Because um, you think of a disciple, right? Well, a disciple means disciplined. There's a, there's a sense in which all the same root, right? Well, and, and it, what's the, the passage of First Timothy or Second Timothy? Like, um, physical discipline is of value, but yeah. you know, spiritual discipline is, benefits this life and the next. 
I'm par- paraphrasing heavily on that one. Yeah, yeah. But I think that word there, it, it comes from this idea of like gymnasium right. or whatever. That's like where it does gym, come from. Like that's, exercise. Yeah, that's, it's that's, like this Greek the, idea of the, the Greek Olympics. word, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. of like... Um, I'm where, trying to find it right now for you. It, that's all wrapped up. Exercising, uh, athletics, discipline, that's all connected. And and so, yeah, sports gives us this wonderful analogy or picture of, of, of the discipline life. Like you have a goal and and you might compete for just a moment i think of wrestling like you go out on the mat and and you got a 6 minute match in high school 7 minutes in college and and you've you've put in all this work like well, let's just think about like in 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 a high school season you might have 35 matches some guys get up to 40 if they go to state 30 to 40 let's say and if those are six minutes apiece, you know, just do the math of how many minutes you're actually competing, wrestling. Yeah. And then it's not that many minutes. It's not that long that you're like, what is it, a few hours that yeah. you're actually competing. And yet you've spent months and months and months exercising and disciplining, weight cutting, dieting, in the, in the practice room, drilling, working on different takedowns and escapes and all this different stuff and, and just exercise 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 discipline 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 for for a few hours of competition in a season yeah and i mean you can think of a football you know football too like when you actually look at the time you spend actually running a play it's not that much most of a football game is 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 in between plays and yet you spend all this you know all this all these practices preparing for just these moments so the spiritual side of life is the same thing. Like it, it's this it's this daily practicing and exercising. And it's it's reading your Bible. It's it's prayer. It's fasting. Yeah. So yeah, let me ju- can I I'm I'm kind of cranked up now. Crank go. My gear just you're cranked up. Go. I, I looked up your word by the way. It was 1 Timothy 4 and it is gymnasia. Yeah, gymnasia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's the Greek word. Yep. People wonder what we're saying. So it's kind of where we get our gymnasium idea. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Same thing. It's, it's the idea of physical discipline, bodily discipline, yep. you know? Um, no, but I was going to go somewhere else. It's intriguing to me then. Okay. So, um, again, I had some kids that were swimmers, you know, became pretty good. And I always found that fascinating. They would, they would train twice a day, swim miles and miles and miles. I mean, they got really good. I mean, yep. my girls, you know, end up in college and scholarship stuff. So I'm top tier, you know? Yep. Not Olympic tier, but pretty stinking close. Yep. And um and they did all that to jump in a pool on a given day and swim a thirty second or sixty second event. Yep. That's it. And it was crazy to me. And that's like, and that's like all athletics. I know. It really so so the reason I bring that up is that is an interesting discussion that goes way back to, you know, different books and different thinkings in my lifetime on spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. And the idea of spiritual disciplines were this idea of training. Mm-hmm. Because um, in, in the example I remember, I can't remember, I, I think I remember, it doesn't matter where I had it, but it was like when you get up to, to you know, <clears throat> you get up to the plate to hit the the ball, mm-hmm. and maybe it's, you know, you're, you know, bottom of the ninth or whatever. I mean, it's like this serious moment. Mm-hmm. And it's been all of that discipline and training that you've been doing, to your word stewardship even, that you've been doing that culminates in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so much of life is that way, and the whole point of spiritual disciplines is preparing for that moment. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's it's a building to that moment, right? Yep. And so part of stewardship then is not the even here and now or not what you get tomorrow, but like then there'll be this day, if you will, that God calls upon you. Mm-hmm. But it's because you've been training for so long. Yeah. And then now there's this moment that it all comes to bear, right? Yep, yep. You know, yep. Fight, and there's, fight, and there's... fighting a temptation, speaking the truth, whatever, whatever it is, it all mm-hmm. comes to bear there. Mm-hmm. And there's there's this part of it too. Like I think you know Michael Durham brought that up to us. We just had our AFCI conference of this this reality of like there is a side of spiritual dif- disciplines where it's also just you know because of love, being wanting to be with God. Yep. So I'm praying and I'm reading my Bible. Yes, as a form of spiritual discipline. Yeah. Is a form of training, but also. Because I also just want to just be with God, and that's well, all moved I, by love, yeah, yeah, moved by love. So, so there's that side of well, it. Well, Paul said, "I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection, yep. fellowship." There's a sense in which I will do anything, yep. strive, because the motivation is this: I want to know God, yeah, I love God, and I want to know Him, yeah. But it's you know, it's training too, like um, even prayer. Like it's such an interesting thing that you know Jesus' disciples come up to him and say, "Hey, teach us to pray." Yeah, like. It's not. It's not just this like natural ability that everybody just has to like. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like. Yeah, that's an interesting thing too, right? Teach that's us to pray. Okay, pray like this, and and that's a that's a. It takes work. That's just the prayer that he gives, the Lord's prayer, whatever, however you want to label it. Like, keep in mind, you never see that prayer in any of the epistles. It's never. It's not. It's not a prayer that. You about the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's a structure. It's a, it's a, like, this is yeah. the elements that should be in your prayer. It's not just repeat these words. Um, and, you know, obviously we can get a, that's a whole different discussion of should we be saying the Lord's Prayer and whatever. Not, that's not what I'm saying. The point is, is like, you got to practice prayer though. You got to discipline yourself in it and you got to make it a habit and, and, and you, you get better at it. Right. So preaching's the same way. Studying's the same way. Um, reading your Bible, all of these things are. You stay consistent in it, and, and it becomes. Well, it becomes easier. Maybe it becomes more enjoyable. It becomes more fruitful. Yeah. It becomes. Um, you see more benefits from it, so you get better at it. All that's wrapped up into that. That's. I would put that under the category of the stewardship of faith. Um. You have this faith. You have this relationship with God. It's been given to you. You didn't. You didn't create this relationship with God. You didn't initiate it. God did, and He gave you the faith, and He gave you the relationship with Himself, and He did all the work to even make it possible. Because you're a sinner deserving His wrath, and you're a child of wrath, and now you're a child of God. How is that possible? Well, Christ and His life and His death on the cross and Him drinking the cup of the wrath of God in your place and blah 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 blah. So, all that was done, and now you have this relationship with God. And you didn't do anything, but now you got to steward it. So, man, we could keep rambling. I want to end maybe because we're already over an hour. Yeah. Let's let's just briefly just talk about this reality of the stewardship of time, uh, because all of this is wrapped up into time. Like, okay, I got twenty four hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And we think about, everybody can think about some person in their life. They go, how did they get all that done? Like, how did they do all that? 
Like that doesn't even seem possible. Mm-hmm. You think of these some of these guys like I like to think of like the Daily Wire guys. Like they every single one of them does like uh, this long form podcast every single day with new content. They're writing articles, they're writing books, they're doing speaking engagements, they're running businesses, they're it's like what? How is this even possible? They got 24 hours a day. I got 24 hours in a day. You got 24 hours in a day. Yeah. It's like, we all got the same amount of time in a day. Some people steward it better. That's the whole point. They they, they don't waste it. Mm-hmm. And oh, how often we waste our time. It's crazy. Yeah. How often. You heard me. That's I'm, I was bemoaning I, that a little bit earlier. <laughs> no, you feel it when you get older. Particularly, you say, man, I've just wasted too much time. Yeah. You know, and I've accomplished a lot too, but I've wasted time. I can see, you know, I can see that, you know, those times you're sitting there looking at some social media thing or reading something going, why am I doing this? It's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know, social I, media is... Yeah, it's brutal. It's horrible. It's crazy. Just, just wasted 20 minutes, just, you know, 25 minutes looking <laughs> just at this thing. Yeah, just Nothing look, meaningful. Looking at news or, I mean, some of it's cool to look at, but then you go, but what did I really... Right. It's, it's weird. Yeah, and often so it's, it's but then you really, but I'm just saying, then you get older, you know, you, 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 I got friends passing away now, you know, going to be with the Lord and different things, and you go, yeah, just time's limited, man, time's limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you waste 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day, think of that adds up. Mm-hmm. Think of that, how much time that adds up to be. Mm-hmm. You, you I think take of, that over, you know, a few weeks or a month or something, you take, you know, what would it be, 15 hours a day, if you wasted 15 or 20 hours a day. Or 20 minutes, say 15 or 20 minutes a day, you totally wasted. Now, sometimes, don't get me wrong, resting, relaxing, looking at a ball game or something, that doesn't necessarily mean waste. I don't mean that. But I mean, like, legitimately, like, this wasn't planned, and I just kind of piddled this way. Yeah. And you think of 20, what would that be? Just figure that out, 20 minutes a day in 30 days. Yeah. I should know that. What would that be? 200, let's see, three, three hours. It's like 10 hours, 10, 12 hours. Yeah. You're just thrown away. You could have read a pretty nice book that amount of time. Think, think of what well, you could get done in extra 8, 10, 12 hours a month. Mm-hmm. It's like having a whole extra Saturday. Mm-hmm. Get a bunch of projects done. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing. And, you, and it was just piddled away. This could be, like, this could be a, like, obviously, rest is important. And yeah. we and we should take a Sabbath rest. And God wired it in us. Even the land. I said the stewardship of the land. There's this principle of six years on, one year off. Like, that. there's something to that. I don't want to go down that road, but there's something no, to that. Don't go, I don't want to be any more convicted. Uh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> but <laughs> I think people ask me after I, you know, do ministry. <laughs> you, you're going to go home and take some time off? Or are you going to go take a, when are you going to take a Sabbath? Or yeah. Sabbath? I'm like, when I die. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, that's where I fall too. But we do need rest. And yeah. obviously sleep, we got this daily reality of like, if you don't sleep, you die. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't need to go. I just had another thought, but man, I'll, I'm like a squirrel right now or a, a squirrel. Dog. I'm a dog looking at squirrels. Like I'm all over the place right now. Oh, I, okay. My mind is going in different direct, all these different directions. Let me just read a couple Bible verses. That's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. This is preaching persuade podcast. Yeah. That let's read a couple a Bible idea. verses. Psalm 39, four through six. Oh Lord. Make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few handbreaths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Surely a man goes about as a shadow. Surely for nothing they are in turmoil. Man heaps up wealth and does not know who will gather. J. 
James 4.14. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ephesians 5.15-16. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, yeah. but as wise, making the best use of the time. Yes. Because the days are evil. There it is. I mean, in what, you, there's... What, 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 where was that again? That's Ephesians 5, 15 yeah. through 16. Yeah, right. Yep. There, like, and you can go... There's many more Bible verses that touch on this. Yeah. Like, one, God has numbered your days. It's it's done. It's set. Yep. And I, we don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. this is my last day. Yeah. Now, again, back to what we said. Don't live like <laughs> you're going to die tomorrow. But the point is, is like, t- today is a gift. It's been given to you. You got 24 hours, maybe less in this day. What are you going to do? You know, waste it. You can steward it, and that's we got to realize. We just got to we got to be in that mindset um, all the time. But very good. We'll stop there. Next episode will be on the motivation. Now we'll get into eternal reward. I'm going to show you a really cool passage. I think that's it's getting to this idea of wastefulness, but it's really really cool. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Preach and Persuade podcast. We're open again to be more regular with these episodes. Wanna we want to do this big series on missions, um, and we might have, hopefully, are trying to put something together. But might have a cool guest that could join us in some of those conversations. Uh, but well, I'll just leave that at that right now. Kind of ambiguous for now. But um, again, we work with Ambassadors of Christ International. We're evangelists. Um, and, you know, if you want to support our ministry, feel free to visit our website, afci.us. We're actually getting in the process of getting a new website. So coming sometime in the spring, March, April, maybe May, we're going to have this really cool new website. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're excited about it. But Well, this podcast will be on it. It will be on it, yep. Lots of, lots of content. A lot app, of content. Apps for your phone. Yep. yep. So all that will be coming. We're, we're a little bit behind the curve, but we're getting there, and it's really exciting. So, again, thanks for listening, and tune into the next episode. Bye.